0: everybody and welcome to another episode of the ad project podcast as always i'm your host joe Shellywood from ad advance and today i am joined by mr jeremy bugby jeremy it's awesome to have you back on the podcast man
1: hey joe thanks a lot it's always great to be here yep so for
0: those who didn't catch the last podcast that you did you're our director of business development give us a brief background on what you do
1: Um, Really, you know, as a director of business development, my role is to to really get out there and let the world know what Ad Advance is doing and uh, make make meaningful connections and, and work to bring people into the organization.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy started as an account manager, as pretty much everybody does here at Ad Advance, along with Matt and I. <laughs> and so really got that experience. And now he's one of the faces you typically see at conferences and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoy going to conferences and most importantly, just making connections with people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Jeremy, I've con- tried to convince him to have another child that he could name Buzz, and it would be Buzz Bugby.
1: Buzz Bugby. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, like... my wife's against it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was like when I tried to. Kylie was having a baby, and I tried to convince her to name her boy Adam Vance because it sounds like added Vance.
1: <laughs> Adam Vance. Adam yep, Vance. Yeah. That didn't go well either. <laughs> Hey, these are good suggestions, but it's hard to get the significant other to buy in completely. Yeah, yeah.
0: These are where my mind goes on a Friday afternoon, which is when we're recording this episode. <laughs> yeah. So for for this episode, what we really wanted to cover is Jeremy gets to talk with a lot of prospective clients coming in. Um, and some are really good fits for our agency. Others, there's a lot of other options that are out there. And so what we wanted to cover especially as we're going into Q4 and people are looking around for different options is like, what are some key questions that we should be asking of agencies when we're looking out? Should we be going with more of a full service offering versus like specific to like listing optimization and advertising? Um, Just really all those key pieces that we want to take into account. So that's kind of the core thing that we wanted to cover for this podcast is really what are some questions that we should be asking and are there any potential red flags we should be looking out for yeah so so as you get into the calls like what what's some typical questions that you usually get
1: you know a lot of people are very curious to know how we're structured you know one of the one of the major things that people want to know is are we managing hands-on exclusively um is there some some tech involved is it tech only and so people are really curious to know you know what what is the the full approach um And and they're very curious to know. A lot of people are very curious to know about tech now, nowadays, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you're looking at that, I mean, this is a great spot to start to when you're asking, like, what do I truly need? What am I really looking for? So if you're really hands-on with your advertising and would have a tough time giving it up, we talk with some folks that are like that. And for them, our offering, which is full-service advertising, um, is probably not going to be the best option. And in those instances, there's a lot of great software that's out there. Um, and so like, I think one common question would be to ask yourself internally, like, what am I truly looking for? Am I trying to save a bunch of time and just totally hand this off? Or the other option is, do I want to continually have control
1: yeah, but I want extra tools for that. Yeah, and you're right. Some people, you know, their advertising, their brand, their products are very near and dear to their heart, and those these are their babies, and they and they, you know, sometimes have a hard time letting control. And like Joe mentioned, you know, there's there's some really great software is out there that can allow people to self manage. And and as a fully managed service, we just want to make sure that they're, you know, willing and able to relinquish that that control of the actual execution of strategy. Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah, so there's definitely some pros and cons with both of these options. I mean, so the pro of managing yourself and using tech is it's always going to be hard to replicate someone that knows as much of the product as you do. <laughs> if you're creating it, you're building the brand and everything else like that. And so that's a pro of using tech and managing yourself is that you've got full control. There's not those communication like barriers between the different areas and everything else like that um on the same kind of the same aspect i guess the opposite side is that at the same time like when you reach out to folks like us we just focus on the advertising And there is so much to manage there. I I can't imagine as a seller trying to manage everything right now. Like when I started as a seller in 2014, 2015 timeframe, like the world was a lot easier (laughs) on the Amazon side. And so that's one of the downfalls is that trying to manage too many things as a small business owner, as a medium or a large business owner. Um, it can get increasingly difficult and finding those experts in each of those niches can definitely be beneficial.
1: For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, you know, another thing that comes up a lot is is if you're using software to manage it, You know, people are saying, hey, Ad Advance, if you're managing using software, You know, is it a set it and forget it scenario? And I think that's a big concern for a lot of people. They don't they don't like the idea of us taking over full account management and then just plugging them into a software and letting it run unencumbered, which is wholeheartedly not who we are. Um, But that is a question that I hear often as well.
0: Sure. Yeah. And so, uh, again, there's a good time for like automation. And there are some good tools out there for like full automation if that's what you're looking for. So there's some software that you can plug in and you can put in your ACOS targets and it's going to fully automate bids, keyword funnel structures, all that good stuff. And if your account is really well established and mature and there's not a lot of moves that are being made, like this can be a good option. And it definitely does fit some different scenarios. Um what we find more often and again we're a little bit biased just because of our structure is that having that tech and person interaction like you know you get the tech to do a lot of the heavy lifting But there's a lot of the strategic pieces that need to be implemented. And the other key piece that we see is that this world is constantly changing and the Amazon advertising features and how they operate and everything else, it's constantly changing. So that's where we see the benefits of the people (laughs) along with the software. Um, But that being said, for some folks, just being able to plug in their advertising for a fully automated solution can be a great option. I would say, I would just consider that more if my product's really established and just kind of chugging along versus major moves that are happening.
1: Exactly, yeah. The complexity of the account, where you're at in the life cycle, those are all major factors and all that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another big question that i get joe is you know and something that people should definitely be looking out for is is how are you going to communicate with with your agency and your account manager you know obviously in today's world there's so many ways to communicate between you know email and slack and and teams and and picking up the old school you know picking up the phone um text messages things like that so so one thing that people should know is how are we going to interact with our with our agency sure um and and you know one thing that i can say to that is that, you know, with so many options out there, we've really had to kind of try to standardize that, right? And we found that uh, email works really well for us. And part of that is because within our software system, we've built out the ticketing system that we have. Sure. And that really helps make sure that things aren't, you know, slipping through the cracks, sitting in people's inboxes, not getting attention and things like that. You know, the, the tickets are monitored by the whole team. But, you know, you would just want to make sure that, you're finding a means of communication that works for you and the agency that you're working
0: with. Yep, yeah, And so many people do it many different ways. Like we have, over time, we've had to standardize it a bit more. And really the key reason for that is to make sure that we're not missing anything. And so, you know, there was a time where we were... We were on many different communication channels. Um, and what would happen is that we just didn't have the systems in place to make sure that we weren't missing anything there. And so we went down more of a standard path on here's the, the direct lines of communication that we use. And so I think it's a great question when you're talking to different agencies, um, when you're reaching out for different people on your team. Um, what's the communication channels that are going to work best for you? And the other key piece is what's the response times that you need? So if you need a response like 10 minutes after the message on a Saturday, you might be looking more at like actually hiring like a teammate <laughs> to, to go along with that um, versus, you know, if a typical time frame can be like less than 24 hours on a business day. Like there's there's different areas where you need to take a look and say, like, you know, for ninety nine percent of the advertising items that come up, they don't need to be immediately changed. And we do have communication metho- methods for those urgent like requests. They don't come up very often, um, but I think it's a really good piece to keep in mind and have bring that up early is what's the communication look like? What's the channels look like? how frequent are the touch bases, everything else like that, and just make sure that you're on the same page as the person or the team that you're looking to bring on, since that can lead to issues down the road if expectations aren't set. So that's a key piece that we focus on very early on in the conversation.
1: Yeah, oh, and I agree with you, and you actually kind of segued into the other ones that, that I had here is is really how frequently can I expect updates? And I think that's really subjective, you know, depending on the client's needs, how maybe big or how small they are, how complex or how simple, you know their their portfolio is, um, and and really what they need, right? You know, so I think from a, from the seller standpoint, it's really subjective to what what you need. You know, I think for us, the thing is, is that we want to make sure that we're providing updates in a meaningful manner where we have data, uh, good meaningful data to discuss and share with you. You know, it gets to the point where if you're giving updates, you know, very frequently, and, and, and even that's subjective but you just want to make sure they have good meaningful data to discuss when you're giving those updates
0: yep yeah so when we're looking at like well- we have many different ways of touch bases. So whether it's our reporting, um, our client dashboard, uh, we have custom reports that can be sent out. So there's the data updates, there's the feature updates and different things like that, that we try to provide on a very timely basis. Then there's the calls that we have scheduled with different clients and making sure we've got calls scheduled on a frequent basis. Um, and then all the email updates that go along with that and product updates and everything else like that again what what i would really stress is focusing on like all right how's communication on the performance of my account as we're making these changes and these updates, like when can I expect that next update on how performance is going? How are these changes being rolled out? Um, if new things get launched on Amazon, how quickly can I expect that these are gonna get implemented in my account? These are all core questions to ask. And even going back to like different product launches, say like Amazon Marketing Stream, like how long did that take you to implement for your clients? Or are you using this right now? All of those questions can be really helpful too. Because it'll help you gauge responsiveness overall. Um, but then, how quickly can you move into new features or updates with your provider? Because um, what we found is the quicker you can move in, that's when there's going to be the least amount of competition and the biggest benefit for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And you're actually touching on multiple you know, of these these conversation pieces that I have. You know, I'll, I'll share this one with you, too. You know, something that I hear often from a lot of people that are in e-commerce in general is that it's, it's continuously evolving. And, and how do you... How do you how do I, as a seller in the space, how do you as an agency continue to stay up to date with the latest and greatest, um, the changes, the new features, and what have you? So I guess I'd love to point that direction, that question to you, Joe, because I think you know a lot of people see you as a thought leader in the space, and, and I think you do a really great job of staying up with what's going on in e-commerce. And, and so I'll, I'll point that conversation to you or a question to you. Yeah,
0: Yeah, So if I'm sitting in the client's shoes, if I'm putting my seller hat back on, um, if I'm reaching out to different agencies or different providers, I think one thing that I'm asking is I'm going to look back at some bigger updates that have happened, whether they're new features that have been released, Um, probably pick a few of those. So you could go through the RSS feed for, like, product updates in the developer portal, or you can even go through the blog on Amazon Advertising. And I can see when this is officially launched. And I would go back and I would say, okay, this is cool. This just came out, like, on X date. Have you rolled this out to your clients? Or when do you expect that this will be rolled out? Or you could take stuff in, in previous timeframes too. And so you can get an idea on their responsiveness to getting new updates. Um, Another key piece that's always great to ask for is like, Hey, can you send me other areas where you guys have been featured Uh, or like you want to establish a certain credibility with your agency that, you know, they are truly up to speed and like, one thing that I found can be really valuable when engaging with these agencies is like, all right, looking to the channel and then seeing are there, like, are they an advanced partner? Or have they been featured by Amazon or Google or Facebook or whoever it is? Like, you know, the, the channels themselves are going to know who their really valued partners are, and they're usually going to feature them, too. Um, so just asking, like, you know, where or throughout media or other events or different things like that have you been featured? Um, it really helps you gauge the thought leadership but also the expertise on those individual channels. So you could focus on new features like we had talked about, or you can find other, like, tell me other areas. Or, like uh, you know, if they're active on social media or LinkedIn or different things like that, like, you know, can you send me some articles where you thought that what you put out was really cool? So just trying to get some more information on externally to what's in the sales pitch. Like, what can you truly provide that demonstrates that level of credibility and thought leadership?
1: Yeah no and that's great and I think I think we do a nice job of that you know like you mentioned we, we do send out a lot of updates to all of our clients but then we also when there's new features or new things rolling out we also share that with updates with our clients and I think that's really important stuff because you want to know that you're up with the latest and greatest and and, and at the end of the day these new features present an opportunity for you to get, get a competitive advantage against your competition if you can be an early adopter so so that's why it's so important important for us to make sure that our clients um, are up with the latest and greatest developments. Sure,
0: sure. <clears throat> I think another fun thing, too, is, like, if I'm hopping on a sales call, and it's fun after being in this position now and working with our sales team and everything else like that. Like, anytime I take a sales call now, I take a step back and kind of analyze how it went. Like, if I can leave that sales call and I learn new things... I'm feeling really good about it. And so I think that's another key piece is like, did that person or that agency, did they introduce new ideas? Did they challenge or push you a bit or did they feel like it was just a bunch of yeses to whatever you asked for? Um, And so I would really be looking for somebody like if you're hiring that person on. Like you want them to be pushing you and you don't want to be pushing them. And if you feel like it's the other way around or you're kind of having to push them and then they're just the executor, like that can be good in some situations where you're just looking to hand it off. But if you're really looking for that next level of expertise, I feel like I should be leaving that call with new information and new ideas
1: and that's a great point you know a lot of people that I'm speaking with are looking for exactly that they want a strategic partner that really aligns well with their goals and objectives and and understands what they're looking for and then can come to the table with strategy to try to drive towards those goals and objectives you know and something that we do and I think we're really good at is 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 we're not necessarily yes people right what we're gonna do is we're gonna look out for our clients best interests and if our clients want to do something that is, you know, not going to align well with their goals and objectives, we're going to have that open and transparent conversation with them. Um, But I think just making sure that you're strategically aligned and that you're not getting somebody that's just going to be an order taker and do everything you want them to do. You know, there's some level of that. You're going to want that, right? You're hiring people to do a a job for you. But at the end of the day, you want a strategic partner that's going to help drive towards your goals and objectives. Sure.
0: So one other question that we get quite a bit is folks who uh, they're running out of time and they're looking for help. And so there's two different options that you can do. So there's a full service agency. So not just ads, but managing listings and customer service and different things like that, along with advertising, or finding individual companies to do each or people. Um, And there's definitely pros and cons to both. I don't know. Maybe you want to walk through some of the pros and cons for each
1: option? (laughs) For sure. You know, With a full service agency, right? One of the one of the major pros is that you have everything housed under one roof, and oftentimes you have a single point of contact, and so it's really one relationship to manage, and so that's that's really nice, you know. And and sometimes what we see is that, um, you know, it's a little bit difficult to be experts in all of the things that come with a full service management because. There's a lot of different skill sets that are involved, right? From you know managing and optimizing listings um, and creative content is much different than you know managing the advertising or the PPC. You know, so so you know there's there's pros where you know it's very beneficial to have everything under one roof, have one point of contact, all the things I mentioned there. Um, but some some things that we occasionally see is that there's there's some gaps in proficiency in some places. You know, it's not always the case, but sometimes what we run into. And now on the other side of that, when you work with, you know, experts that have a narrow focus, you know, they go deep, you know, like, like us, for example, you know, we don't, there's a lot we don't do. You know, we are very laser focused on being experts at at, at the advertising. Um, and we really take pride in the fact that we go deep there and we, you know, analyze a ton of data and we really are strategy drivers. But, you know, there's a lot that we don't do. And so, you know, what we've done as an agency is went out and made a ton of partnerships with with third party agencies and third party partners that do all the things that we don't do. But then, you know, there's potential there that people are managing two relationships, you know, pricing can get a little complicated there as well. Um, But the benefit of that is that oftentimes you are getting true experts at at each of the pieces that you need. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so what I would say is that in general, maybe earlier on, like full service can be a great option. Because you have a single point of contact, maybe you don't need that higher level of detail in each area. And it's just if I can fine tune my advertising a bit and I can get my listing really tuned up and then help me manage and launch these new products and everything else like that. Like, that's where managing the whole area under one house, it can be a great option. And usually it's going to be cheaper. And another key benefit is that you just have that single point of contact, so you don't have the barriers of communication between the different teams. Um, And it's less to manage overall, because, again, it's one person. Where it starts to make sense to split it out more is as you get more advanced, Bringing in individual experts just like you do with you, as you're building your business up like you start as a generalist and then over time you start to develop some key skill sets or you bring in those people with those individual skill sets as you need more advanced action. And so that at that point, once you get there and you're starting to spend more on your advertising and there's more listings to optimize and, all right, if I can bring in the right expert to fine-tune my listings even a little bit better and improve, improve my conversion rate, and then I can bring in those advertising experts to make sure that I've got all my right strategies set up, I'm utilizing everything, blah, 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 on the ad side, like, that's where it can really help pay off. But there's pros and cons to each. And so what I would really do is take a step back and consider, like, do I need, like, the super advanced strategies for these areas? If yes, awesome. And I would probably pick apart different pieces so you're finding individual experts. If the answer is no... Then a full service agency can be great, and you can grow into that next step. So there's no like right answer for everybody. The key thing is just finding the right solution for you at the right time.
1: Right, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's yeah, we see time and time again that people are really just taking looking to take their advertising strategy kind of to that next level. And sometimes what they'll do is they'll just peel off the advertising piece and say, hey, you know what, I'm gonna let you guys manage everything else, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go. To a single agency that is really laser focused on the advertising and allow them to take over the advertising piece to try to take that advertising strategy to that next level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So last piece is like rate structure. Sure. So I kind of walk through the different options there and what people should be looking for, the questions that they should be asking.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, rate structure is very subjective to, you know, what works for you, um, you know, and there's... A plethora of options out there you know us for example we do offer variable rate structures which include a percentage of spend um, or percentage of ad sales a percentage of ad sales growth we obviously you know we have multiple we have fixed rate options as well so there's there's a number of pricing options but you really got to find a solution that works best for you Um, you know we have we have some opinions where there's a time and a place for certain certain rate structures and one one Piece that's always controversial or, or yeah, a topic of conversation is, is a percent of spend model, right? You know, for some for some platforms and for some people that works really well. If we focus in on Amazon PPC, you know, a concern that, that I have is that, you know, increasing your ad spend doesn't always equate to improve performance. And so is a percentage of ad spend. Does that make sense? And again, you know, for some sellers, some different sizes of the sellers, that makes sense. Um, you know, and so, really, you just got to think, okay, where am I at? What size of a company do I have? And what kind of rate structure works for me and my business? And then, and then you got to try to you know, work with an agency that's going to align with you there. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so what we found is that some people really like fixed fees. And so we can set up rate structures like that. And fixed fees are great if your business is pretty steady throughout the year, you just know what to expect, there's not going to be that variable portion. There's other people that really like the variable side. And the key reason is that, all right, percent of spend is usually going to ramp up when my product's in season. So say if it's very like seasonal and that from a cash flow perspective is going to work a lot better because then I can pay less in management fees when I'm not getting as many sales. And then once sales ramp up, all right, I'm going to be paying more. Um, But that makes sense, too. And the key thing is that if you are on a percent of spend or percent of sales models, just making sure that you either have control with the contract and how it's structured. So, you know, what I would say is you want to avoid a long term contract. That's based off of a variable rate structure where you don't have guidelines like, say, like ROAS or advertising efficiency type targets, too, because what could happen is with the long term contract. Your spend could get ramped up quite a bit. Um, And at the same time, like, now I'm paying more, but am I truly getting the business results? You just want to avoid situations where incentives are not aligned. Hopefully you have a very transparent partner, which is going to value the relationship over like the immediate upside. But unfortunately, we have heard of cases where that has not been the case. And so just making sure that you've got very transparent objectives, either a budget set or different things like that. Um, So the scenario does not happen where advertising spend is just ramped up. So more fees can be recuperated by the agency. That's the, that's the worst situation. Unfortunately we have heard different scenarios where that has happened.
1: Yeah. And that's a really, you know, that's a great point, you know, not getting yourself into locked into a long-term commitment with a variable rate structure, uh, especially on a percent of spend, because, you know, like Joel, you, you, like you alluded to here, things can really ramp up and, and, um, not be in your best interest, and if you're locked into a long-term contract, you may not have a way out of that situation. So, yeah,
0: yeah. and so if you do, and, and we have clients that do choose to take that option, but we've developed a really good relationship with them, and you know we're we're looking out for their long-term interests. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're always going to value the long-term relationship and our reputation over any of the short-term percent of spend that we could increase. But it's something to always keep in mind whenever the incentive structure does not fully align, you want to make sure that you have other pieces in place as a business owner to make sure that you're getting the right objectives and those on your team are getting compensated appropriately. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, this is a really good overview on some key questions. Hope those listening really got some good questions to ask and know what to look for. If people want to reach out and talk to you, like, where should they go?
1: Yeah, you can feel free to reach out directly to me. My email address is quite simply jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, at adadvance.com. Otherwise, you can connect with us right on our website at adadvance.com.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you're at any conferences like Unboxed or Accelerate or Prosper or any other ones, Jeremy's usually usually at these different conferences. So keep a uh, keep an eye out for us. And we always love to talk.
1: Yes, I always love to make connections with people. So if you see me on the boat, I'd love to say hello.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, thank you again for joining the podcast. Yeah.
1: Thanks a lot for having me, Joe.
0: Yeah. And for all those listening, as always, we really appreciate you listening to the Ad Project Podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode you. <laughs>